Thank you all for coming, which really brings me on to the purpose and scope of the seminar. I'm uh, Robert Pyra, and together with Dr. Jan Fellower and Dr. Maris Tordadal, we organise this seminar. It's been going now for about six years, and the vision, as we said, really is to bring together people from across different disciplines and faculties interested in the region. This term, we are proud to say that we are uh, co-sponsored by a large AHRC grant, which is looking into the question of subcultures as integrative forces in the 20th century. Now, this is a, I'll just say only a couple of words about this. Um, this will crop up a few times during the term, needless to say, but really this is an experimental hypothesis that minorities, as conventionally understood, in fact form something sui generis that they are not really only to be understood within the bounds of conventional minority discourses, but they do form patterns of behaviour and identity broadly defined, whether it's linguistically codified or expressed, or through other cultural practices, that we might define in fact as subcultures. So it's a more subtle and variegated way of looking at identity in East Central Europe in this very, needless to say, a very rich region for such a, a subject of study. So that's our lens. Uh, so as part of this AHRC project, we've brought together at least three speakers and then a plenary at the end of the term. Our first speaker I'm delighted to welcome today is Professor Victor Neumann from, as you see here, the West University of Timisoara. Now Victor Neumann has uh, published quite extensively on related topics, his first book being uh, The Temptation of Homo Europaeus, which was published by Columbia University Press. And he's currently running a project uh, in the region on, on comparative urban cultures in East Central Europe. And he's very interested, increasingly interested these days in publishing extensively. I see we two in fact have his books uh, with you today. I take it that may, may even be a signing uh, later on uh, broader questions of uh, intellectual and cultural history. So we're absolutely delighted to have such a, such a figure with us today, all the way from the Bernard. So without further ado, again, genuinely delighted to have you here, Professor. The floor is yours. Thank you. Good evening. My uh, topic is uh, the majority-minority relationships in interwar Timisoara between fictive ethnicity and ideal nation. Probably it's important uh, for us as historians uh, not only to describe the history, uh, but also uh, to have interpretation and alternative interpretation, alternative thinking uh, about uh, national history and uh, European history, and in this case about uh, urban history uh, in the East Central European area. The terminology, uh, majority, minority, uh, is very relative. Uh, what means majority? Uh, numerically majority? Uh, uh, what means minority? Uh, statistics, uh, as a statistics, uh, it's one population in minority. In 19th century, it's one population in minority. In another century, uh, it's uh, another population in minority. Everybody could be in minority in uh, different uh, moments of uh, his life. Of course, uh, for, uh, for this reason, uh, I like to use uh, from time to time in my presentation so-called minorities, because in the Central European uh, cities, we don't use uh, minority uh, in the 
sense of nationality or in the sense of uh, nation or in the sense of ethno-nation. For the interwar period, for example, in uh, Timisoara city, but also in Prague or in uh, Bratislava, uh, or in Gorizia or in Trieste, uh, minority uh, means prejudice, to have prejudice uh, in front of uh, some population. My paper aims to call the attention to the identitarian profile of Timisoara during the interwar period, a city situated at the crossroads of cultures and civilizations between Central and Southeastern Europe. And uh, we have uh, map here with Banat uh, region, I'm sorry, it's in uh, French, uh, with French explanation, but probably you understand the uh, French language also, uh, it's not uh, difficult. It's the big uh, region of uh, Banat between uh, Hungary, uh, Transylvania, Old Kingdom of Romania and Serbia. It's uh, nowadays, it's a partition between Serbia, Romania, and Hungary, uh, this uh, region. It's quite equal as territory with uh, the Netherlands. Why uh, at the crossroad of cultures and uh, civilizations? Because it's uh, in between Balkan area and uh, Central uh, Europe, between uh, the Turkish Empire which dominated for many centuries the southeastern Europe, and the Habsburg Empire, which dominated the central and the part of the East Central Europe. That means uh, in between, the territory in between. I'm that Svishan Ligan des Territorium. In between. That means between Catholics and Orthodox, between Christians and Muslims, between Austrians and Turks, with two types of civilizations, between two influences, yes, which played an important role in the medieval period, but also at the beginning of the modern period and during the modernization period, in, especially in 19th century and, and, uh, and the beginning of 20th century. In the case of the Habsburg Empire, uh, for the Banat region, uh, played an important role. The Habsburg Empire in 18th century and 19th century uh, was dominated directly uh, by uh, Vienna, was Landes administration inside of the Habsburg Empire. I will have in view the post-war one uh, urban identity phenomenon when the region of Banat, of which Timisoara is the capital city, was partitioned among uh, Romania, Serbia and Hungary, and one of the long-standing debates was focused on how to preserve the various legacies of the Austrian Empire and the Austro-Hungarian monarchy. Numerous voices were advocating in favor of keeping an undivided Banat region. One of the documents to testify about the Paris Peace Conference referred to this issue as follows. Memorandum presented at Paris Peace Conference by the Banat Swaps delegation, published in a Romanian review. To partition the Banat would mean the economic, industrial and trade bankruptcy of this province and of its inhabitants. We have vaguely learned about the strategic and ethnic reasons which could lead to the idea of partitioning 
the Banat, and we believe that nobody could ever affirm that partitioning could be made without exposing the province to a total economic disaster. Its geographic and economic unity has been unquestioned during time, so that never during its history this province belonged to more than one single country at once. This province has a regular rectangle shape, bordered by three big rivers, Muresh, Tisa, and, Danube, and the Danube, and by the Carpathian Mountains. Statistics concerning Timisoara's inhabitants in 1910, realized by the Budapest administration and having a focus on mother tongue, indicated the following composition. You can see the declared mother tongue, German, Hungarian, Romanian, Serbian. The majority of the population during the Hungarian uh, domination, the majority of the population uh, spoke German language, not Hungarian language. But for Budapest, it was a big surprise to, to talk inside of the Timisoara city, German language, not Hungarian. But the statistics is not very clear. Why? Because the majority of the population was bilingual or trilingual. Everybody understands German and Hungarian. But the Romanians and the Serbs speak also German and Hungarian, and the mother tongue in Serb or, or Hungarian or, or Romanian language. That is the, the, the situation. To declare as German or Hungarian is very relative. Yes. The statistics is not clear in this, uh, in this respect. As for the population based on religion, the statistics were the following. Roman Catholic, 49,000, 49,000. Orthodox, 11,257. Israelite, or Jews, or Mosaics, uh, 6,729. Reformed Calvinist, 3,554. Evangelic Lutherans, 1,609. Greek Catholics, only uh, 754. Greek Catholics were uh, many in Transylvania, not in Banat region. They were uh, many, probably the majority in 18th and 19th century. Uh, Greek Catholic religion was also in between, between Catholics and Orthodox. Another uh, aspect of uh, in between history, between cultures. It's very interesting. Because everybody liked to be uh, or Catholic or Orthodox or Christian or Jews <laughs> or Muslim, etc. But if you look at these maps and uh, my explanation, uh, probably you understand better what means in between, in between two cultures, between several languages, uh, between, uh, uh, between different uh, denominations, uh, yes? and to adopt one uh, or another uh, language, one or another uh, uh, culture, or two cultures uh, in permanently. Uh, Hungarian and German culture were, were adopted by everybody, uh, by every citizens in the, in the late 19th century. And in the interwar period uh, was adopted also the Romanian language as the third language, as the third culture inside of Timisoara city, which is very interesting. Yes, very interesting. It's not clear German, it's not clear Hungarian, not clear Romanian, yes? It's on the border. It's a border culture, yes? 
that is very important and very new in our alternative uh, thinking about history, yes. National history or uh, nationalist uh, history, etc. Okay, the total population in 1910 uh, is 74,003 inhabitants. What conclusions uh, could one draw from the above figures? Uh, they were classified by the censors of the time. Firstly, that the German native speakers were the most numerous, representing 44.5% of the total population. An explanation would be useful here, though, starting with the role of Joseph II in 18th century, the Habsburg authorities agreed to use the German language without imposing it as a means of communication with the population. The reason behind it was that Timisoara was inhabited by colonists of German origin, Schwabs, during the 18th century, and that most of them did not speak any other language than German. Secondly, the other colonists, Italian, Spanish, and French colonists, were assimilated by the German ones. So they also used German as a language of communication. Thirdly, during the emancipation and modernization processes, which started in the second half of the 18th century and continue uh, in the 19th century, German was the language of instruction of the elites all over the empire, and also the printing was spread in all its region through it. Benedict Anderson's remark, according to which German language had acquired a double statu status, a universal imperial one, on the one hand, and a particular national one on the other, is perfectly valid in this case. At the end of 19th century and the beginning of the 20s, German language represented a reference point not only for the civic and cultural code of the entire population, but also for the ethno-national ideology and movements. You know, at the beginning of uh, 19th century, the German Romanticists were very uh, well received by uh, every East European cultures. Yes, the intelligentsia in East Central European uh, regions translated into Hungarian language, Romanian language, Serbian language, Greek language, the works written by Herder, and in several cases by Fichte. But Herder was very well received in different places. And you know, Herder was the person who redescribed the Eastern and Central European countries, who made the first modern map, divided map of Eastern and Central Europe in the late 18th century, beginning of the 19th century. He discovered the ethnographic cultures, of the Serbs, Croats, Slovaks, Czechs, Romanians, Hungarians, etc. And he redefined the area of East Central Europe. And everybody learned from Herder, it's important to reconstruct the identity or construct the identity after mother tongue, after folklore, after history, yes, to reconstruct the identity, or to construct the modern identity, without the same experience like the Germans.
That is very interesting. It's a difference between the German experience, the German culture and the East Central European cultures. For example, I like to give an example, an argument. In the case of the Serbs or in the case of Romanians, the civic society was very bad developed in 19th century, in 18th century and 19th century. Undeveloped, yes, comparatively with the German principalities, with the German society, comparatively with Zivilgesellschaft. That is the difference, to construct the nation with civic society or to construct the nation without civic society. It's the same case uh, with Bulgarians, with uh, Greeks, with uh, Serbs, with U Ukrainians, etc. The, thirdly, during the emancipation and modernization processes, I mentioned uh, the Benedict Anderson remarks. German language represented a reference point in, uh, in this uh, case for everybody. For uh, Nicolae Bolcescu in the Romanian case, uh, for Mihail Kogelnichano, uh, for uh, Seychen Istvan in the Hungarian case, uh, for Kossuth Lajos, uh, who, who was the main representative of the Hungarian policy in the 19th century, who constructed the first uh, Republic of Hungary uh, in 1848, for Dositeo Bradovic in the case of uh, Serbian uh, culture, Vuk Karadzic in the case of, of the Serbs. As for the Hungarian speakers in Timisoara, their number, 28,000 uh, at the beginning of uh, 20th century, shows an, an increase that happened in the second half of the 19th century due to the political changes that occurred in the aftermath of the 1848 revolution when the Hungarian language replaced Latin and or German in the public administration and when the Hungarian arist aristocracy preferred to use it with the aim of gaining recognition in the eyes of the large mass of population. Around 1900, Budapest administration was learning with surprise that Timisoara challenged the main ideological orientation of the time, namely linguistic nationalism. In this regard, the Hungarian regime could witness how German language continued to sensibly dominate the interpersonal communication inside of the city. They have, the Germans, the main publication, Temeswara Zeitung, yes, which survived until 1949, 100 years in uh, Timisoara. They have the German schools, Deutsche Real Gymnasium, which uh, started the activity in 1872 inside of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, inside of the Hungarian administration. That means the city which, uh, which conserved the identity and uh, uh, several languages. Despite the politics of Hungarian assimilation, 32,000 people continue to keep German mother tongue. 7,500 inhabitants kept the Romanian and 3,400 once kept the Serbian, which indicated a real distribution as, as far as the social composition was concerned. As for the religious denomination, even those 
Roman Catholics represented the majority, that is 67.5 of the total population, religious consciousness was not restricted. The practice of the Orthodox, Mosaic, Reformed Calvinist, Evangelic Lutheran and Greek Catholic religions was left to the free choice of population. Churches and synagogues of the above-mentioned faith being spread all over the city's neighborhoods. All this cultural and religious variety was conducive for the organization of the population in professional, technical, and scientific associations. Bourgeoisie embarked on numerous liberal initiatives, being supported by the local administration, while the social democratic orientation was in the mainstream of the political culture of the majority of population. Statistics regarding Timisoara's population during the interwar period has changed a little bit, but it's another official, official statistics. The first statistics were made by the, by the empire, by the Budapest administration. This is the statistics of the Romanian national state. Yes, the Romanian state uh, put the attention on the mother tongue, but also on the nationality of the population. Declared nationality in 1930. It was uh, necessary to declare the nationality, but uh, it's not a real situation because Germans speakers has from time to time Hungarian background. <laughs> Jews have Hungarian background or German background uh, as a culture, as a mother tongue. <laughs> it was difficult to, to say who is Jewish population, who is Jew and who is non-Jew in this type of statistics in the interwar period, yes. But it was a subject for uh, discrimination to introduce the differences between people, yes and to, to realize uh, who is in majority and who is in minority, who can dominate, who, who cannot dominate. That was elaborated by the Romanian administration, give evidence uh, about the social cultural transformation on, on, on the one hand, but also about the continuity of the majority-minority relationships on the other. Continuity, it's, that means uh, in, in Timisoara, uh, people live together. People like to work together. They ignore this type of statistics. Yes, they like to, to be involved in the economical activity, in technical activity, in civic society, in clubs, in sports, in different other roles. These statistics regarding Timisoara inhabitants in 1930 suggest that the Romanian state was concerned with the idea of nation and respectively with the sense of belonging to a nationality. An important issue generated by the post-World War I ethno-nationalism in these states was the recognition and integration of their regions having various legacies. The new authorities were facing challenges such as the multi- and intercultural patrimony, the existence of many religions and the recognition of the plural histories. These aspects had no correspondence in the fictive ethnicity-based definition of identity as the elites of the time were imagining. 
on the occasion of the Dimarches for setting up the first institution of higher education in Timisoara. The main mayor of the city, Stan Vidrigin, had understood the configuration of the establishment as follows. Stan Vidrigin. What means the higher school, new higher school in Timisoara, created by the state, by the national state? Please uh, read the, the text uh, written by Stan Vidrigin as an uh, argument for uh, set up the new technical high school in uh, Timisoara. He never talked about multicultural city. He never talked about uh, uh, religious, different religious denomination. He never understood what means this uh, uh, several languages used by the population. Yeah. He likes to develop this type of university where were accepted, first of all, the Romanians from uh, Moldavia, from Basarabia, from the old kingdom of Romania, yeah. and uh, secondly from uh, Transylvania, and finally from Banat, and finally from Timisoara. For this reason, a lot of people from Timisoara cannot follow the high school of Timisoara, the technical high school. For, uh, for the Jewish population, it was very difficult in the interwar period, because uh, they must listen to the university in other countries. It was more easy to listen in Prague, for the Jews, not in uh, uh, Timisoara. Also for the Germans, also for the Hungarians, uh, etc. According to Onisifor Gibu, director of the religions and public instruction ministry in the Council of Directors, Consiliul Dirigent, was following the same line. According to him, the setup of the above-mentioned higher education institution had as main objective strengthening and nationalization of this border city. This was the objective. Gibu played an important role in, uh, immediately after the First World War. By examining the notion of nationality uh, used as main criterion in the census of 1930, it can be asserted that Timisoara represented a challenge for the censor for the following reasons. Firstly, the city was inhabited by many types of groups, each of them speaking two or three languages. Secondly, one's nationality had not always coincided with uh, the mother tongue used. Thirdly, the identity of some of the inhabitants of the city, the example of the Jews is relevant in the above statistics, was in certain cases determined by religion rather than the mother tongue. The censor introduces in this case the notion of Jewish nationality. Another point, Timisoara's melting pot character made the identification of its citizens with one particular nationality often impossible, mixed marriages being numerous and indicated relationships between Roman Catholics and Protestants, Orthodox and Greek Catholics, Christians and Jews. And finally, nationality or ethnonation were quite relative notions in a region with meddling cultures and customs. According to the same census, Timisoara's population in 1930 by mother tongue was the following. German 30,000, 
670, Hungarian 32,513, Romanian 24,088. The Romanian population increased uh, after 1918, but the majority of the population uh, became the Hungarian population, not the German population, the Hungarian population, with 32,513 inhabitants. The total population in 1930 uh, was 91,580. Okay, by religion, uh, you, you can see by religion what uh, happened. As it can be seen in the above table, tables, the identity particularity of Timisoara uh, was referring to the preservation of a large number of multilingual citizens, among which the native speakers of Hungarian and German were disputed their preeminence, being closely followed by the Romanian ones. Later in 1941, the above-mentioned statistics were once more referring to the situation of the population in Timisoara based on nationalities, precisely requesting from each question citizen to declare his or her affiliation in this sense. And uh, I have also the statistics of 1941. These statistics were realized by uh, Sabine Manuela, who was involved in the propaganda system uh, in interwork uh, period. He introduced these terms, these key terms to define the identity inside of the, of the new regions of Romania. Yeah. The above table suggests the inoculation of the idea for making a clear option for a certain nationality, ethnic group, or for an ethnonation. The kind of bookkeeping and placement of a person in society was based on statistics indicated the identity theory imagined and formulated in 19th century, in the 19th century, which has as main reference point the concept of Völkische Kultur. Völkische Kultur, Volksgeist, uh, Völkische Nation, the terminology developed by uh, Johann Gottfried uh, Herder in the uh, 19th century, by Fichte, by Hegel also, by the German Romanticist, very well received in uh, Eastern uh, Europe. This type of quantification was adopted not only by the Romanian institutions or uh, censors subordinated to the central administration, but, but uh, as a replica uh, also by the administration of each linguistic or religious group. For example, the Hungarian minority group adopted the same uh, statistics and they uh, made a reply for uh, uh, Romanian administration and they organized themselves in a separate party uh, with uh, separate periodicals, uh, with uh, separate ideological uh, issues, uh, for example, for protection of the so-called minority group of Hungarian. Uh, of Hungarians, uh, they introduced a periodical in three languages, a Magyar Kisebbség Nemzet Politikai Semle, the Hungarian minority national political leaflet, uh, by monthly published starting June 1923 to June 1942, and, uh, and counting a total of 480 issues. Yes, was created in, uh, in uh, Timisoara and in Lugos and was coordinated by Elemer Jakobfi, one of the most uh, important uh, Hungarian politicians from Banat, but uh, 
who play an important role for uh, uh, the Hungarian community in Romania. Starting 1926, a trilingual supplement was published under the title Glasul Minorităților, La Voie de Minorite, Distime der Minderheiten, The Minority's Voice. Despite uh, these shortages and tendencies of creating more categories of citizens, plurilingual and multi-confessional Timisoara had continued to keep its personality, given by its social-cultural model, the, its industrial and commercial contribution to Romania, its own resources, the openness of the society, and by the impressive number of cultural, sports, and civic associations. I am going to mention a few examples of all this in order to better illustrate the contradiction between the centralist and nationalist political orientation and the aspiration of the local population or local society. We have here, I hope so, this is the Glasul Minorităților, La Voix de Minorité, which I told you before. You have in a French language, La Presse Roumaine et les Réunions Hongroises. La Voix de Minorité, Distima de Minderheit, in three language, languages was published. The example which illustrates better the contradiction between nationalist political orientation and the, the local aspiration. The first example is the professional club, the most popular club of Romania in interwork period, Ripensia Timisoara. Ripensia became a legend of all times of the Romanian football. Yes, uh, play an important role, became championship in, in Romania, but also play uh, in European uh, championship with, uh, with different great teams. Look, uh, this is the, the footballist uh, from uh, Ripensia, uh, Timisoara. They were uh, people from uh, different culture, with different cultural backgrounds. Uh, Germans, Hungarians, Romanians, Serbs, uh, Jews, etc. And uh, they lived together and they created this club, which was very, very nice uh, club, and became famous, not only in Banat region, not only in Timisoara, uh, but very well received by the Romanian nation. Yes, it was popular uh, inside, in, inside of interwar Romania. It's a good argument, a good example of the continuity of the pacifist values characterizing most of the multi- and intercultural cities in East Central Europe, which were inherited from the, very, from the previous generations. Another example, which talk about uh, trilingualism, not bilingualism, trilingualism, yes? Look, I, uh, I discovered the journals uh, written in three languages. Uh, journals written about film in three languages, Romanian, Hungarian, and German. I discovered for, for every year from 1922 to 1934 how many trilingual publications exist in this border city. Yes, four in 1922, seven in 27, uh, 25, uh, four in 26, three in 30, four in uh, 32, six in 33, seven in 34, seven publications, yes. In Germany was Hitler in power, and in Timisoara, the citizens uh, published seven publications in three languages, which, is, which means cosmopolitan city, yes? Which means uh, a replica, if you like, to the nationalist ideology. 
which is, which is very important. Uh, this is the border city, border, border culture. We have other example. Uh, this is the, the postcards uh, from Timisoara. Uh, exist many, many postcards realized in two or three languages. You have here Lugos with Greek, Greek, uh, Greek Catholic Church and the island Adakale on the Danube uh, River uh, with Muslim community, occupied by Muslim community, yeah, which was destroyed during the Ceausescu period uh, in 1968. Exhibition with postcard, with plurilingual postcard, visited by the King of Romania, uh, by Michael uh, in uh, Timisoara, and realized by the collector Thomas Moknach, my PhD student, who who is the best collector of postcards uh, in Timisoara and in the area. Uh, he, has, <laughs> he has a passion for uh, postcards. Uh, look, another uh, example from his uh, collection. Uh, Timisoara, uh, uh, the, the place uh, Piazza Scudier, the place Scudier. Uh, today it's place Traian. The total postcards realized in uh, this period 480 postcards, yes. 106 were bearing explanatory text in Romanian and Hungarian, 50 in Romanian, Hungarian and German, 15 in Romanian and German, 15 in Hungarian and German, one in German and Hebrew. In German and Hebrew, it's very fantastic. <laughs> in, in interwar period, in the 1930s, and one in Esperanto. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Other example of uh, this intercultural movement. In Timisoara lives writers who publish books in uh, German language, in uh, Hungarian, in Romanian, but uh, they live together and they translate it from one language to another language. In Timisoara was translated for the first time, Mihai Eminescu, into German and into Hungarian language. The selected poems written by the most important uh, Romanian poet was translated by Fronio Zoltan, one uh, Hungarian uh, writer from Timisoara, was translated into German and into Hungarian languages which is very interesting and very uh, important for this intercultural phenomenon. They, they give the replica to the nationalism with this type of translation, yes? They like to have bridges with another culture, not to have separate cultures. Another translation was made by Victor Orendi Homenau, Eminescu in German language, another, uh, another work we have here Ausgewählte Gedichte, Deutsche Übersetzung von Viktor Orendi Homenau, in 1932. 1932, Eminescu was translated yes, into German by one important writer from the German community uh, in Timisoara, Viktor Orendi Homenau. They live together, many, many writers, and they create associations uh, together. Yeah. Franjo Zoltan, Ilie Jena, Jon Stoja Udrea, Petrus Svetka, Franz Liphardt, Virgil Birol, 
Anavi Adam, József Melius, Nikolai Ivan, Sherban, Mircea Sherbanescu, Károly Endre, uh, different writers who play an important role and who, who speak several languages and who like to translate from one language to another language. I give a lot of examples uh, with translations from one language to another language. The same orientation can be found, the same orientation like intercultural phenomena, yeah, can be found in the circle of fine artists of Timisoara, represented by the painters as well as by the sculptures. Katul Bogdan, Oskar Suhanek, Julius Podlipny. He created the fine artist school in Timisoara, and he was professor for many artists. Romanians, Hungarians, Germans, etc., for everybody, yes. He was the professor of Stefan Kulcia, for example, who is nowadays one of the most important painters in, in Romania. Of course, Romulada, sculpture, they imprinted. It was influenced from one part to another part. They created together, they talked together, they, they have an association. Another example, uh, more particular, uh, was generated by the musical milieu, especially by the Conservatory of Timisoara, which managed to capitalize more than any other institution the richness of the popular traditions of the Banat region. It was the case of uh, composer Sabin Dragoi, the case of uh, composer Tiberiu Bredicianu. Bela Bartok was born near Timisoara, one of the great composers. Yes, in uh, Gross Sankt Nicolaus, the Nicolao Mare. He inspired the Timisoara Musician uh, School. And Enescu was asked why you, as a great instrumentist, you prefer to go to Timisoara every year, two times per year, for concerts. And he, his answer was the following. I prefer Timisoara because I have a publicum there who can listen my composition, who understand, yes, the classical music. That was the answer. Every year from 1920 to 1930, he gave give concerts in the city. And Escu was another great name uh, between composers and instrumentists in uh, Romania and in Europe also. Another example, is the case of the Jews in interwar Timisoara. Jews of Timisoara represent a symptomatic case of redefinition of collective identities in the context of administrative changes taken place at state level, namely the transition from the dual monarchy to the Romanian state. At the end of the 19th century and beginning of the 10th, 20th century, Jews played a particular role for Timisoara's profile that is, they were citizens with equal legal and political rights with others. They represented a bridge among communities by using three or even four languages. They were the, the ferment inside of the society. They created many bridges inside of the economical activity, but also inside of the cultural activities. Because uh, in every uh, Jewish family, uh, it was normal to, to speak German and Hungarian, Hungarian and German. And during the interwar period, everybody learned Romanian language also. 
that was very normal uh, for many uh, Jewish uh, families. They created the bridges between different communities and uh, they play an important role in this sense. They set up some of the most prestigious industrial and trade companies in the city. They developed economic, cultural and, and artistic relations with other cities in Central and Western Europe. They were about 10,000 uh, as, uh, as a population after the statistics of Sabine Manuela but uh, we cannot uh, use in every respect these statistics. Post-war changes provoked dissensions uh, between the more cosmopolitan liberal bourgeois Jews on the one hand and the Zionist ones on the other. Installation of the Romanian administration in 1919 meant the need for the Jews adaptation to different conditions from the precedent ones. It was about the administrative reorganization of their community by considering the new legal framework, the political representation issue within Romania, and the redefinition of their identity according to the Romanian idea of nation. All this on the background on which the Jews, like the Schwabs, Hungarians, Serbians, Bulgarians, Slovakians, did not consider themselves foreigners in the city, in the region, belonging for the, to the former dual monarchy. Before the First World War, they don't, don't consider themselves as foreigners, as members of the society, as citizens with equal rights. The very first science of the unification of the Jewish community living in Timisoara happened in 1922, under the Orthodox Jews' pressure. According to them, the interests of the Jews belonging to the former Austro-Hungarian regions were to be represented by the National Union of the Jews of Transylvania and Banat. The progress of the Zionist movement was owed to Alexander Marmorek's activity, the leader of the Zionist movement in France. He arrived in Timisoara at the end of World War I as a doctor attached to the French troops, which were charged with the prevention of potential conflicts among Romanians, Hungarians, and Serbs on the Banat territory. The Zionist idea was assumed by a part of the local Jewry on the occasion of the meeting held in Timisoara in 1923. The way of life and the concerns of the communities living in Banat and Transylvania, Transylvania were not the same with those of the Jews living in the Old Kingdom of Romania. The Old Kingdom has uh, another type of uh, uh, Jewish community. Uh, they were many Orthodox and they were influenced by the Polish culture, by the Ukrainian cultures, or by the Turkish uh, and the Greek cultures from the Balkans. That was not the case of the Jews in Transylvania and Banat, which was another uh, type of community created uh, and emancipated by the dual monarchy in 1868. The Jews from the Old Kingdom uh, has no emancipation in 19th century. They were non-emancipated Jews during the Old Kingdom of uh, Romania. Okay, I uh, try to conclude because Robert said uh, it's necessary to finish. As a city with uh, this uh, different cultural background, it's necessary to, to understand the following aspects. As an industrial and trade center, Interwar Timisoara had a large number of workers, important <laughs> social organization, 
uh, organizations, a strong union movement, and also a liberal bourgeoisie, which was able to wisely handle business in order to keep a relaxed environment among the employees. Most of the citizens were sympathizing with social democracy, despite the fact that left-wing movements were considered by the Romanian authorities as opposing to the national culture and identity. The Romanian authorities uh, excluded the social democracy from Banat and uh, from uh, Timisoara. One cannot speak about a simple matter of capital growth, though, and as a, an example, it can be noticed a certain dynamics in practical matters, extension of the intergroups relationships, creation of guilds and existence of a vibrant artistic and sport life. These arguments support the idea that Timisoara of the 1930s was the outcome of the living together and of the meddling histories rather than a city with separated communities living in parallel. Intercultural harmony among different communities rather than conflict was prevailing during that time while ideologies became more radical and racism and anti-Semitism were becoming references on the Romanian and European political scenes, Timisoara had chosen to cultivate its civic spirit and multi- and intercultural status, those opposing conflicting trends. Thank you very much for your attention.